Welcome to the Family OS Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're obsessed with creating the family life we desire, and we call it the Family Operating System. Join us each week to learn how to improve communication, be in control of your future, and love life. It has been quite some time since we did a live, and I am so grateful to have this chance because Tanner and I have been uh, kind of running around with a lot of different things over the last few months, and so doing a doing a live hasn't actually been uh, something that we've been able to squeeze in, and um, it just hasn't been a priority. Let's well, be honest, <laughs> right? We make priorities. Right. Not how Tanner always ends up saying something like that. Well, you know what's the priority uh, based on the things that you uh, have time for, right? Listen, we love you. We've got a lot of things that we'd like to share, and uh, part of it's just being jammed up in our own heads about things, and the other part is just the situation of life. Uh, we're on a couple of different pages here. We had to kick the dust off of this video streaming platform. So if you are tuning in and can drop a comment, we should be able to see your comments. Let us know that Let you can us see us and yeah. hear us. Uh, hopefully that's the case. And um, yeah, we've got the text number 720-459-4219. You want to text us something, um, you know, a question or something personal. Super awesome. Um, this will be turned into a podcast episode, but uh, I think first... Hi, Morgan. Kind of ramble a little bit <laughs> to be honest with you uh not maybe rant ramble well, um, no it doesn't have to be a ramble let's let's just um fill in just really what's been yeah, going on you, go. you know we're feeling... She's more eloquent i'm more honest <laughs> um uh i'm honest too about it but but there's a there's a way hey dana you're up in canada listening i love it thank you so Here's what's here's what's been going on. We've had um, quite a few personal things happening within our family um, between moving my parents out to Colorado with us. Um, hey, Jeffrey. Um, and then we also had some things going on with um, Emma, Tanner's daughter, and that situation. And so there were just a few personal things that really have required our attention and have taken priority. Um, and as we and have still do, and, However, and currently still is, yes, we're sort of right. in the middle of the of the wave, and we're riding it. Yeah, uh, we're not getting. Yeah, we're in the up. middle of this storm, so to speak. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a little. We've got some some calm going on, um, and and finding um, our way out. And quite frankly, probably the next few months are going to be uh, very busy with. Um, making all of these arrangements and figuring out these details and things like that. So those two things really have been a major priority for us and really where um, a lot of our attention has been going. Um, One of the things I'll also say has been like a massive, um, just kind of like, I don't want to say point of contention because I don't really like that anymore. We, we, We used to have sort of points of contention and not so much anymore, but just that it's been creating some some friction and fear, figuring out, um, the health of our family and nutrition and understanding how, um, ADHD in our household. And I think all of those things, um, Charlotte is showing, um, signs of ADHD. So I know she's young, but it's, it's definitely, um, we're pretty positive that that's where she's, she is. uh, And for for parents that who maybe I'm fortunate that, um, 
I didn't get this label as a child because I can only imagine uh, what <laughs> would have happened uh, with with the mismanagement of that uh, in my small community and, and school and household. Um, but with that, and I've thought this far before I was, um, you know, given that label or diagnosis, which now I'm reading a phenomenal book about it. I can talk more about this later. Um, I've believed for a while that things like ADHD can be a superpower if you know how to channel uh, it correctly. And so we're seeing that with our daughter at age three. She's freaking wicked smart. Um, She's not going to... She's not going to conform to the traditional school system, which she gets from our parents, regardless of what label she has. Um, and she's super high energy. And yeah. so with, the, with the help of the right people, specialists that, that we trust, um, I've been working on that myself um, and, and what that looks like. I meet with a coach every week. Yeah. And I just want to and, pause there because uh, that, because many people you hear ADHD and you instantly think, Oh, you got to go on some kind of pill for it and, and some kind of medication. Or when uh, I posted about it six months ago, people were like, Oh, whatever. Don't let that define you. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's like, cool. That's easy for you to say if you haven't lived with a freaking cage of squirrels in your head your entire yeah. life. Um, but for me, it was super freeing to be like, oh, okay, now I can go start to explore this. Like, everybody's brain doesn't work this way. I'm super smart at certain things as well and massively uh, disorganized and all over the place <laughs> in the majority of my life, which causes a lot of conflict in my marriage until we actually realized what was going on. Yeah and could have a little bit of empathy and do something about it. So and that's something that maybe you suspect or you're dealing with yourself or in your children. I would highly, highly encourage you to not run from it, to not turn from it, to not be ashamed about it, to not be embarrassed about it, to not hide from it and start to explore it. The yeah. book I'm reading talks about the fact that people that have what we uh, call today in modern America, ADHD, are essentially genes from the hunter-gatherers. Uh, the hunter-gatherer type of person and personality has largely been replaced by uh, farmers. And, and we're largely a farming society. And now we've gotten totally messed up in the last even just 20, 30 years, especially the last decade, with technology and phones and all of this stuff that it, it, like most people are having some sort of challenge dealing with it. And if you have a brain that has genes from hundreds of years ago for hunting and now it's mixed with technology, like it's crazy. So um, well, and what I was going to say, yeah. you can pop a pill for anything. Uh, we don't believe in that. We're not dependent on the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, and what for I was going to say is that you're 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 using um, an ADHD coach, like Correct. a coach, to help like understand the skills around working with ADHD in your life um, versus just um, using medicine. The, so, the pills um, do not teach the skills. Yeah, and I've taken the, um, I've taken Adderall as a party drug, uh, not not directly prescribed for ADHD, uh, but because it's fun and you can drink a whole bunch of alcohol when you take Adderall and you just like party all night. So I've done that many times. I've also taken it as like a work performance drug to be super focused and, and work. Um, but that was all before I had a diagnosis of ADHD. I was just taking it, you know, whatever, uh, <laughs> uh, from my ex-wife, honestly, from her pill cabinet. So, um, <laughs> 
uh, and and I was like, oh, it actually helped. And I've been tempted to go back to that. And I've also know that like I don't want to do that one just because I, I don't want to be dependent on the pharmaceutical industry for anything. Um, and two, because the pills don't teach the skills. And so I use um, yeah, some natural suppl- supplements called nootropics. I've tested out probably a half dozen different nootropics to find something that works for me. And I meet with a coach. Um, honestly, it feels a little bit like an adult babysitter teaching me some very <laughs> fundamental skills and probably the most important part, holding me accountable. And it's taken me six months to get to this point to be like, oh, okay, I got to, where's it at? Oh, yeah, it's right your- here. It's right here. I got to, I got to, I got to schedule my day and I got to keep a list of shit that pops into my head so I can cage the squirrels on paper. And uh, I got to do all these things. And I feel like I'm in elementary school. And I also know that it's helping. Uh, so that our children have developed and grown so beautifully because of this school. And we don't envy their position. You know, we don't like these schools are in this spot of like, okay, well, here's we are told to follow the uh, county health department. And this is what we've, you know, this is this is their they're legal, excuse me. Speak, um, they have a license. They, yeah, they've, they've got, got all, all this. Right. Yeah. And and so we we understand the difficult position that they're in. And talking to teachers or even heads of schools that I've called around, like so many of them uh, don't agree with this and and are in they're they're feeling like their hands are tied um, because they have to follow. Uh, what what is what is happening, and so um, so yeah, we don't I, I mean, you know we don't envy that honestly. Uh, as of today, we're looking at buying preschools because we said okay, well if homeschooling, uh, yeah. if if we've called yeah we go extreme. Sure, Somebody's yeah. like hey just homeschool your kids. We're, we're like, like no, no we're we'll gonna buy a fucking preschool. preschool and we're gonna <laughs> put these other preschools out of business and and do it differently. And we're you know maybe that'll happen, maybe not. Um, but the point is homeschool. Uh, just to touch on that topic since this came up, we've yeah. talked about it. Uh, neither one of us are probably very good teachers, you know, like if we're being honest, like maybe if we follow the curriculum, we think it's important that our kids are around other kids. We, we know certainly, there's like we, homeschool circles and you can get your yeah, kids out. We, like maybe we're just, we might be ignorant to it, but right now we're like, we think there's value in them attending some sort of communal. I'm not even going to say public communal education. Yeah. And being around, yeah, being around the other kids. See with my daughter's private Christian school that there is a different way to do it. Well, unfortunately, that's only one school with a wait list in every every class, including the preschool where our daughter could go. And so we know that we're not the only ones. Otherwise, this Christian school would not have had an influx of kids at the beginning of this year. They would not have. More more kids than they can can There's take de- based on teachers. There There's is a, a demand, demand for this. There yeah. is a demand. And for and this. I and I I'm just I'm as Tanner's talking. I, my eyes are over because I'm looking at all the comments. Um, and it's it's actually what started getting me choked up again because I we have we have been in this place of like let's just you know do our life the way we want to do our life and we have been quiet. We've been quiet. We don't want to ruffle the feathers. We just want to do what we know is best for our family and recognizing that that isn't what uh sort of the 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 norm that's being put out there is and um and I'm so grateful to all of you who are commenting supporting what we are saying because 
it's it's giving us confidence and it's giving us the fuel we need to make this heard and known and and to have the courage to come out and say these things because the reality is when you are going counter to the culture and the culture right now is to conform to wear a mask get your vaccine uh i I mean there's multiple things that are happening right now you know can't talk against the administration like you know you can't have a different political viewpoint than what is being put out there and um and when you have all of that just at you and you go counter to that you are told to shut up and so many of us Shut Even up. by these platforms, they will censor you, right? Right. Listen, yeah. Like, so thank you for your comments. Is is my point? Thank you for yeah. allowing us that we're to hear that we are not the only ones who feel this way, and that gives us courage to keep doing what we're doing. We're in a place where we can have a voice to help other people feel like they're not alone, and they have a voice too. And your voice matters, right? So, so you know, we'll keep keep fighting our fight on this end and you continue to do that for yourself. Stand up for what you believe in. Get very clear on what you stand for and what you believe in and do that. Like that is what is going to help set the trajectory of your future that you will be okay and you will not be succumbed to all the crap that's going on right now. Well, I don't know about that. No. I mean, here's here's how I look at it, is that life is going to be challenging either way. And that's what I told Kate today. I said, well, we have, again, just two choices. My good buddy Rico, uh, yeah, we have Rico. just two choices, right? We can either just shut up, we can conform, we can just keep taking our kids there. That'd be super easy. That'd be less disruptive. They probably wouldn't mind the masks. I mean, when we called the when we called the teacher, she's like, "Well, are you concerned about her putting the mask on if she takes the or keeping the mask on if if they take it off? Um, you know, it's not like we're gonna kick them out of school if they won't keep it on. Uh, we're gonna like dress them up like animals and like she was make you know get outdoor like time. Like, anyway, she was selling them us on, on them all these so that things. they don't get mixed up. And then there's like a sanitary you know sanitary thing going on. I'm like, and oh my god, like, my... this all sounds horrible. Yeah, like, we're I'm like, like my daughter we have, we appreci- have a mask clipped on her perch. No. Yeah, so we're like we appreciate everything you thought about. Yeah. Uh, again, we don't want to be in your position. I can't say that we would necessarily be able to do anything different if we were preschoolers in the county that you're operating in. Um, and at the same point, we've seen my daughter's Christian school handle this differently. And they just said, hold on, everybody, pump the brakes, feel free to wear a mask if you'd like to, and that makes you feel safe. No mask shaming here. Um, and yeah. we're not going to follow this mandate. We're praying to God. I, I love it. It's like we're praying to God and we're talking to our lawyers. <laughs> and uh, they've, they're still praying to God and talking to their lawyers. And we're, you know, a week plus into this. Again, that could all change uh, and they might have to comply. But at least, at least they are publicly showing that they are doing the due diligence and taking the time and putting in the effort to fight for what they believe is right and not just, well, sorry, didn't you see what the what the health department said yesterday? It, it, it goes into effect today. 
that that's where it just doesn't that's just where it doesn't work for us. And so we spent all of yesterday uh, with our three year old home. What's up, Rick? <laughs> all of yesterday with our three year old home. Um, yeah. Uh, Kate called probably a dozen different schools and it was a very simple conversation. Hey, are you following the mask mandate? Yes. OK, thank you. Bye. On to the next one. Hey, are you following the mask mandate? We found a couple of them, one run by a church that only does half day daycare. Another uh, woman that does an in-home uh, daycare with a few kids. Well, and there's like, one. Ah, we, one well, hold on. We don't yeah. really get all the details. But we're like, oh, I don't know about the in-home thing. And then the more that we thought about it, and this one woman with the in-home daycare has a network of women with in-home daycares that she connected us to. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, within a, less than a day, and, 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 and just standing up for what we believe in and, and going, okay, here's what's happening. No problem, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner. You do what you need to do, but we're not going to sacrifice our values to conform to your business needs and what some government officials who openly say that 62% of the people in their county who have written in openly oppose the mandates that they're putting in place. They're like, uh, I don't know. We'll hear some public comments and um, we're going to talk about it for a little bit. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're still going to go ahead and do this. And but out of the 15,000 of you that wrote us, 62% of you said, no, we don't agree with this, and what, but we're just going to keep doing this. What's anyway. the statistic that you also heard about with like a, how many uh, kids one, are... Yeah. One quarter, one quarter, 0.25 of 1% of the of the COVID deaths in Colorado have been children under the age of nine. Again, this is where you have to use a little bit of time, a little bit of discernment. You don't just read the headlines. You actually go to the government websites and you follow some sources and you go, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because I wouldn't be so passionate about this if I haven't actually looked at raw data and statistics instead of just read the headlines and gotten fed into the hype and the fear. And now I'm like, okay, trust my intuition and what I believe God is saying to us and guiding us. Match that with the data from the official sources. And I'm pretty freaking clear on the fact that my values match up with what's going on. If it was a different situation and I was just being obstinate like I like I do <laughs> and like people were dying in droves, I understand the headlines. Oh, hospital beds are filling up. There's only one bed left. There's blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe. Have you been to the hospitals? Like, have you talked to everybody? That like, I don't I don't I don't know if that's true, but I know the data about the people that are actually dying and actually getting sick and people that are super unhealthy. And this is just sort of clipping their life early. And, you know, we were in a Tony Robbins event, what, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And Tony Robbins said, if you're under the age of 21, you have the same likelihood of being struck by lightning as you do dying from COVID. Like, think about that. If you are a young, healthy human, your chances of dying by lightning strike are pretty much the same statistically as dying from COVID. So let's just mask everybody and let's just be super safe and let's just comply and let's just tuck our faces away and let's just put our heads down and our eyes down because we don't want to look at each other in the eyes because we're all super shameful for the fact that we're actually doing this stupid shit. And so listen, I understand there's a lot of parents out there who may believe this, who might be, you know, kind of uncomfortable with what's going on, but, you know... 
they got a job and they've got this and they've got their set schedule. And we're super fortunate that we have some flexibility and that we work from home and that we're able to take an extra day with a three-year-old destroying our house, making it while Kate makes phone calls. So we're super fortunate about that. But the thing is, like, are you literally going to let, oh, I got to go to work. Oh, sorry, little Johnny. Good luck with your mask on today. Like, really? You can't take an extra day off from work and go, I got to figure something else out for my kid. And based on results, 95% of the schools that we called, you're going to have to wear a mask. But there are ones out there who were like, oh, yeah, no, we agree with you. We're not doing this stuff. We don't have to do this stuff. Certain county in our area doesn't have to do it. We're like, okay. And and I and I'd also like to just give that perspective for the parents who who really like you have this full time job, you have set hours, you uh you know, whatever whatever that looks like, right? Like, you know, we have we have flexibility with our work hours and so we recognize that that is um a beautiful convenience we have that many families don't have. Um however, what I would I would encourage you to like reframe your mindset with this, that, you know, the old saying of like, when one door closes, another one opens, right? And so we, we were very comfortable with the scenario that we had with how we did our work hours, um, how, um, how long our kids were in school, and just like what that looked like. And then we said, okay, but this is... We took them as early as possible and picked them up as late as possible. We're like, we're paying you good money. You keep them as long as you'll keep them. Yeah. And and so, um, and look, they have fun. Like, they have fun. You know, you've got teachers who actually know how to create that structure in their day that they need, right? And, and, um, and work through child development and social skills and motor skills and all that kind of stuff. Um, that we know that we, we just, we don't have, you know, that's not necessarily our forte, but what I will tell you though, is one, there is hope that there are options for us now that we can move our children to another place. The hours are going to look different. They might not be able to go five days a week. Um, but that, when we look at that, we say, well, one, we're okay with that because we are standing with our values and what, what we stand for. And at the other point, I'm like, well, that now just creates another opportunity for us to find other things and other ways to be very disciplined with our work hours when they are in school. And what are we doing with our children when we do have them and how we're developing that relationship with our children when they are here? I mean, I, I mean, we, we say like marriage and I would even add in parenting is like one of the best personal developments that you could ever take. I mean, it truly is. And yeah, if, people make these choices to get married and have, have kids, kids, and then it becomes the biggest burden of your life. Right. And you're like, oh, oh my God, God, oh, the kids, oh, my spouse. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Who, like, who chose who into this? Right. You did. So, so it, like, like, just take the opportunity to be like, okay, this is a new chapter in my life that now it's going to look differently than how it's been and how I've enjoyed it or what I, what, what is my ideal? That's okay. Because when you choose to stand with what you believe in and what you value, God will reward you for that. And he will give you the graces and everything that you need to be able to handle this next chapter of like what it looks like. And I, and I wholeheartedly believe that. And so we're living proof. We're we're living proof of it. We believe it because we've experienced it. And and you get yeah. you get 
comfortable in, in your day to day in your situation. And that's dangerous. And I will say, I believe, I don't know if my wife agrees, but I will say the beauty of somebody with an ADHD mind is I get bored with shit pretty quick. Now there's a, there's, there's casualties associated with that, but there's also beauty in that because I'm like, okay, cool. We really like this school. We had a certain plan for when our three-year-old was going to transition to and all this, throw it out the window, right? Because things changed. The world changed. Our values are being compromised. We're going to put her in a different school. So now she's going to go to a different place. She's going to go to some lady's house. We hope. I mean, we're going to for a month, for a year, like somewhere in between. I don't know. We'll figure it out. She might end up going to that lady's house and half time at this school or this church. Like she might go to twice the places and be exposed to twice the amount of kids that could have germs. Like my God, you know. So I mean, and how do they're not going to mask her, and they're they're not going to mask her face. And they're not going to mask her behavior and they're not going to mask her soul. And when, mm. you know, I know like Kate's very emotional seeing these kids in masks. I, I just look at the parents and go, are you fucking kidding me? You know, like you just, I saw a dad out there. Oh, let me put your little mask on Susie in the parking lot. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know. Maybe that's your belief. And I'm not going to say I'm not a judgmental person because I think as humans, we're all judgmental, but I'm this again, this isn't personal. This isn't me shaming you. This isn't, Oh, you're wrong. And I'm right. It's simply a conversation of what do you value? And if you value comfort and you value you know, following my, you know, following everything the government says and the rules and you feel safe and protected. God bless you. You're probably not still listening to this. If yeah. that's the case, if you are, God bless you we times two because you're willing to hear, uh, you're, you're here to, you're here to hear a dialogue that, that doesn't necessarily conform to, to that, um, you know, value or to whatever, to that belief. But, the point is, I do believe, based on statistics and anecdotal, this conversation right here, uh, that there are people that believe the way that we believe and don't have a platform or don't have the courage to speak up. Uh, yeah, Matt, you do you too, bro. Um, so that's what we're here for. And could we just homeschool our kids and could we just be quiet and could we just go... Uh, you know, like, hey, let's just take care of our family. Yes, we could. And maybe we'll do that. And maybe we'll never talk about this again. I don't know. Chances are that's not the case because we believe that God has placed something inside of us that needs to be erupted, that we need to speak about this, that there is a movement much larger than just what's going on with our family. And he's showing us with our family and our children and the situations that he's putting in and our experience that we need to walk this out and be an example for other people and not just go, Hey, let's just play it safe and be comfortable and let's just do what's right for our family. And let's bring our kids home and, and, and do this. So like, that's what it's about, man. I honestly, I'd rather just be like, uh, just taking a paycheck and working a nine to five and just shut up and, and like, Oh, it's all good, but I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be happy with that. I wouldn't be happy if we didn't speak out about this. I wouldn't be happy if we didn't, uh, do what we believe is right and, and in alignment with our values. And the goal here is not to be happy, but to be aligned. And I wouldn't be happy because I wouldn't feel like I'm aligned and I'm living in my values. Yeah. And Jonathan mentioned something about if kids are mandated, um, so should the teachers. And the teachers are. The teachers are and these schools are requiring the parents to wear masks when we come in for pickup and drop off. And 
things like that. So that's that's the thing. But the the but then but the the mask mandate isn't in place for all the other businesses and things like that. It's it's just you know recommended. Um and and it's really right now focused on ages two to eleven within schools. And so um it's just not something that we um feel is um healthy for our children being exposed to germs and other children. Um one helps build up immunities and how you build your immune system. And that goes for every human being, not just children. Um and at the same time the the learning that happens when you cannot see someone's mouth, you know, like it is total, it's suffered. And, uh, and so to, to be able to help kids with motor skills and their, their development in, um, interacting with other children and their teachers when they're, when their face is covered. I mean, it's been hard enough that the teachers over these last 18 months have had to wear masks where the kids haven't. And to be able to, you know, understand teachers and, and listen to them and how they're going to learn to, how, how, how is a two-year-old going to learn to say words when you can't see mouths, you know, you have to, you know, so things like that. And so, um, it's been hard enough that the teachers have had to wear masks over these months. Um, but now to put the kids in masks, like, yeah, it's just not something that we feel is actually healthy and in the best interest of, children and particularly ours and so why and again this isn't this isn't like headline reading this is talking to professionals this is looking at the data this is discerning what we believe is right based on you know our our faith in god and and um what we think we're here to do and i i want to address uh this young young gentleman here that dropped by to uh to drop some comments here that seems to have an opposing view um not to call him out but because there's probably much like we don't think we're the only one with our opinion, I also believe there's probably many people with his opinion. And I've seen this a lot on people that are speaking out and, and maybe align with what we're saying, which is counter to the the mass marketing of the, the media and the government, which is like, hey, you don't have to listen to what's going on. You do you. But why do you have to speak out about it? And I think that's a um, I think that's a fair point, but I also think that's problematic. I think that's problematic because if enough of us and there's some saying in quote, but I don't know what it is. If enough good men do nothing, I don't know. I'll have to go look that quote up. I didn't have that ready. But the point is, if you don't believe in what's going on, you think there's another agenda, you feel like you're being guided by God to do something different, you're not following your intuition, but you're like, hey, I don't have to say anything about it. I can just go do what I think is right and you do you. Well, I think that's a problem as well because we rely on human connection. And it's no doubt, again, in my mind, that there is a massive amount of money and energy and propaganda to push the American public and the the minds, the collective mind in one direction. And quite frankly, the fact that we don't align with that and there's other people that don't that are also speaking out is what's given us the courage to say, you know what, we're probably not alone. We're not alone in this. And so we're going to speak out. We feel strongly enough about it to terminate our contract with the child care facility we've been using for the last two to three years who we've recommend, rec- recommended people to. 
We feel strongly enough about it. And we're not speaking negatively about them. We're not even mentioning their name. Nobody would know who they are. This isn't about them. They're, they're fine people. We, we made that clear with them. Hey, this isn't personal, but the way that you're handling this is not the way that aligns with our values. And, and we're going to look elsewhere. And the burden's on us. The burden's on Kate to call 12 different schools and to have those conversations. And we might have to actually call more schools. And the I mean, nothing, on us to go official. visit new schools and sign new contracts and change our schedule. Like the burden's on us to make sure that our values and, and our actions are in alignment with our values. Um, and that's, that's totally cool. If you think, Hey, well just shut up and just go do what you want to do and don't speak out about the public agenda What's funny to me, and I, I understand that I may be uh, shaming and judging other people while I'm saying my goal here is not to shame. I'm human. Um, I look around at other people and go, how, how can you just do that? Maybe you believe it. Maybe you don't. I kind of wonder. I don't wonder enough to have a conversation with a random stranger of like, hey, why are you sending your kid in there with a mask? Because that's I, I would I don't want somebody to come up to me and be like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Like. We don't need to have those debates. Enough of that stuff's happening. Our point here is sharing our personal views. If you jive with it, as the many, many comments that have showed up, awesome. Hopefully it, it stirs something inside of you. If you don't, like, there's a ton of other stuff you can consume on social media and in your podcast and all that other stuff. So just go do that. But I just don't think that um, just being quiet about something that you believe in, particularly when you're the minority, is the right thing to do. I mean, think about it. If you look at just across history, for people who, if, if they kept quiet on what was the norm, what was the majority, um, our entire world would look differently, right? Like, it, it to, I mean, it's the beauty... <laughs> I mean, it's certainly under attack, but the beauty of America is that we have the freedom of speech, not the freedom of speech to only be able to speak out of what is the mass consensus. It is to be able to speak out of your beliefs. I believe that we should be, um, we should, we should be mindful of our words and not be hurtful and hateful. Um, we should, we should have some level of care for our neighbor in when we speak out, but I should be able to say, or you should be able to say what you want to say in your opinions. Um, because we have freedom of speech. That is the beauty of America. And, uh, one of the th beautiful things about America, there, there are many things that, um, that are, that's beautiful and wonderful and why America is what it is. And that is under attack. And so I, if, if, if we don't speak out, if you are a minority in your opinions and you're not speaking out and you're like, well, I'm just going to go about my merry way and not say anything, then the majority voice will take over. You ha there, there has to be a counter to a majority voice. It's, it is literally across time. Jesus was that counter to the culture. And look, his voice still rings true in 2021. And so people, people listen and follow and still like you, you have, you have to stand out and look, maybe you're not the one to stand out and say your voice 
um, on a public platform like we are or, you know, social media and let me, because look, it, it, it can take a lot. And we we're in a position where we've, we've been in, we've been in the public eye, right? I've been in the public eye for over two decades of my life. It's what we do for our business. Like we recognize that and we take that on and we accept, we accept that. But maybe it's not necessarily in that form. And I'm not saying that you should do it in that particular way. But what I am saying is stand up for what it is that you believe in. And that might mean, hey, I'm not going to put my child in a mask. Or maybe it's something something else, right? So that's where... Your actions ha- always speak louder than your words. And so just think about if you don't believe in this... And I think here's, here's where I came down to whether you, whether you agree with what we're saying. I appreciate Jonathan's comment. We can have, uh, civil discourse and not agree. So thanks, Jonathan, for even sticking in there and not agreeing with us. Totally yeah. cool. I appreciate your comment. And look, we're not trying to say you're wrong and we're right. Right. The point is your actions speak louder than words. And where it came for me mentally was if I don't believe in this and I don't believe this is right. Yet I tell my kids they need to comply with something that I don't believe in. And maybe my three-year-old isn't at the point where she intellectually understands this, but my 11-year-old is. Mm -hmm. She understands this and she's watching Mm -hmm. and she's formed her own opinions, certainly based on our opinions and what she hears, not based on any news channel because that's not on in our house. So she's formed her own opinions just based on her hearing our conversations. We're not telling her what to think. Um, but if I go against my beliefs and my values in asking my children to put on a mask, to follow a mandate, to, to comply with a business owner's obligations, and I don't do anything different for them, where does that stop? Where do I stop? bending on my values and my morals and my beliefs for the sake of comfort and for the sake of, Hey honey, just shut up and and go, let's just go along with it. And what does that do to my children? And quite frankly, we believe that a large issue with the chaos inside of families, divorce, what's happening in high schools all across. I mean, every day I see, we live by high school. Uh, I saw a dude walking, you know, definitely not 18, probably a freshman or sophomore in high school, walking to the high school today as I took my daughter to school, uh, hitting his vape, listened to his AirPods. And I told my daughter, I said, Hey, you see that high schooler, uh, vaping there? And she's like, what? So we had a conversation about sex, drugs, and alcohol on her 11th birthday on the way to school. And I said, yeah, I did it in high school. Uh, everybody's going to tell you it's cool. Let me just save you the trouble and, and tell you about all the problems that come along with it. It's highly addictive, the development state of your brain. And so we had that conversation this morning. Um, but if you cave on your values because of some, some government health authorities mandates, which are people that are quote unquote, just doing their job too. They just want to stay in office. They just want to keep collecting a paycheck. So they just vote a certain way and write up the document and tell their staffers to do what they need to do. And they don't really care. They may or may not have kids affected by it, but but they care more about their pay- paycheck and their position in public office than they do their values. My Again, my personal belief. So that's what it comes down to me. I thought if I had to look my daughter in the eye, if I have to look my kids in the eye and say, hey, as a family, 
these are our values and this is the way that we act. We're kind to each other. We're kind to our neighbors. We believe in God. We go to church. We tithe. We do these things. We We speak with kindness and compassion and we have appreciation for our things. But those are our values and I want to implement those in my household and I want my kids to follow them. Yet I'm willing to cave on my values and my beliefs because of, again, I understand it's the government, it's the local government, it's the local health department uh, who has their own agenda and their own liabilities. But if I'm willing to cave on my beliefs and values because of what eight people decided in a closed room, where does it stop? And so whether you believe us or or believe us, whether you agree with us, I don't care if you agree with us or believe us, if you're still listening, probably to some extent jive. Um, But wherever you stand on this issue, it's less about. And I think that's the point to the gentleman earlier that was like, hey, you can just do what do you and not have to speak up about it. Um, I want to challenge you and just say, hey. What are your values? What are your values for your family? What are your values for your children? And are you in alignment with those? Or are you being a coward and are you caving? And listen, I, I cave frequently on my values of, hey, this is how we want to eat as a household. We want to be on time and then we're late. We want to do this and da 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 I'm willing to admit that I'm, I'm not perfect, but I also do what I can to get back in alignment and back in integrity And this is something where if I continue to send my kids to a school to be masked up every day and there's and I don't do anything to explore other options, I'm doing nothing about it. Our kids may all end up wearing masks before this is all over with and we might not like it, but we will feel a lot better about ourselves and to use the term sleep better at night. We don't really have any problems with sleep around here, but we will quote unquote sleep better at night knowing that we did everything we could to act in alignment with our values and to show our children that we are doing everything we can to be in alignment with our values and do what we believe is best for them. So regardless, because if it's not masks or vax or something else, six to 12 to 18 to 24 months from now, it's going to be something else. There is always going to be something that's going to test your values from the outside world. And the question is, what are you willing to do to stand up for your values? Even if it's not perfect, it's not 100%, even if you end up having to make some concessions, what are you willing to do to at least say, I've done everything I can to stand up for my values, not I'm a good citizen because I followed the rules and I listened And I just turned my head the other way and I kept my mouth shut, even though it didn't feel right and I didn't agree with it and it didn't align with my values, but I didn't want to ruffle any feathers because parents every single day prior to 18 months ago, prior to any of this shit going down, parents lose the respect of their kids every single day based on their actions and their integrity, myself included. But I do everything I can to stay aligned with my values and get back into integrity and not allow that to just continue to erode. And so not standing up for these big issues, I submit to you, is going to erode your integrity, 
It's going to erode the respect of your kids and you're going to be out of alignment with your values. And ultimately, it's going to eat you alive inside. And that's the shit that causes cancer and health issues and things that are far more deadly and dangerous in our community is what goes on in your mind, that goes on in your heart, that is in alignment with your soul. That to me is far more deadly than some germs and a variation of those germs and a reason to wrap a cloth around my face or my children's face. So in closing, I would encourage you to get pen to paper and write down what do you stand for? What do you stand for? And it's not about masks or not masks or vaccines, whatever. Like, just what do you stand for? It is a very simple question. I remember listening to, um, a, it was a political talk show, radio talk show that I was listening to years ago. Uh, show's not even around anymore. And, um, but I remember the host asking the caller as they were debating what was happening with these two presidential possibilities and whatever. And the host asked the caller, what do you stand for? And the caller talked in circles like, well, but it depends on da, 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 like a bit, you know, this guy and that and like going back to the two candidates. And the host stopped and said, no, no, no. What do you stand for? And the caller still rambled all and in a circle and da, 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 da. and he's like, forget it. And he like, you know, hung up on the caller because he's like, you're, you're missing the point. It is, it is a very clear answer. What do you stand for? Because when you are very clear with what you stand for, you can ramble that right off. And then you know that your decisions will be based off of that. And when you can get clear on that, your decision making, your choices, how you live your life gets very simple. And sure, we have our moments where, you know, we we cave to things. And so we and we recognize that. But we work every day to make sure that we continue to work in alignment for what we stand for. And we don't, uh, and, and, and there is no negotiable, uh, uh, negotiating with that. So get very clear. What do you stand for? And I challenge you to write that down and be, and, and memorize it, know it with all of your being so that your decisions can become very clear and simple. And, um, and, and, we're, and we're, that, yeah, we'll continue that, the conversation. That may be a paradox is. It can change. I, I, I work for a CEO who uh, took over an organization that was going through transition like many organizations uh, today, for sure. This was a few years ago when traditional advertising was being eaten by digital advertising. And we were a traditional advertising company uh, transitioning into digital. And there's a lot of old school thinking and new school. And so uh, every company meeting, I really respected this guy. I didn't know how much I would respect him at the time. But I really respected him because he'd stand up there and say, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. This is why. And we reserve the right to change our mind based on new information. And I think if you can remember that you can reserve the right to change your mind based on new information, then at least for me, it's more freeing to say, this is what I stand for. Not like, well, I don't know, let's see, or what does this guy say, or politically, because um, politically, I highly, highly doubt that any person goes, oh my God, I totally align with this presidential or this local or this whatever candidate. Oh my, I, I believe and I love everything about that person. I doubt it. They're, they're people, they're infallible, right? 
So we we don't align with necessarily the person. Some people just a lot of people vote along party lines, and that's that's totally up to you. But for me, I have actually changed uh, who I voted for in the last couple of elections. I've been from one side of the line to the other side of the line. It had nothing to do with well, I identify as this political party. And it had everything to do with based on my values, my beliefs, what I think is best for our country, what I believe is best for the future of my children. This is the the president that gets my number two pencil on the ballot this time. And that's a that's a we get so hung up and I'll end on this. We get so hung up and so wrapped up in who you voted for. And then we beat each other over the heads for four years on, well, look what your president's doing. Well, I didn't vote for this. Not my president. Blah, 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 blah about the president. Yet we don't recognize or acknowledge the fact that we're voting every day. We're voting every day with our actions, what we do in in alignment with our values. So rather than worry about posted this the other day. What you do in your house has a far greater impact on your future than what's happening in the White House. Yes, the Middle East is a mess. Yes, the world's a mess. Yes, there's another variant of this disease. And oh my God, are we in the pandemic? Are we out of the pandemic? I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't really matter. You get a vote every day. It doesn't matter. Was the election rigged? Is it legitimate? Is it not? Is this? They're going to be a recount. Is Trump still our president? Is he going to like pop out of something and like kick Biden out. Like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Those are all distractions. Those are all things that people use. The media uses to distract you so they can sell you ads and make massive amounts of money based on your eyeballs and your attention. We've talked about this before, but it's something that you use as a distraction in your life to not have to deal with the things that you really control, which are your actions. So just remember, it doesn't matter who you voted for. The fact is you vote every single day with your actions. And if you're out of alignment with your values and your integrity for too long, you will start to feel dis-ease in your mind, which will lead to disease in your body. And so as uncomfortable as it may be to stand up and say, I don't agree with this law, I don't agree with this man, not even a law, a mandate, a, a preference, a whatever. I don't agree with this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the burden on myself to to do something different because I don't align with what's going on here. As uncomfortable as it is as it is, uncomfortable as it was for us to push the button uh here to to record this conversation, it is also equally, if not more uncomfortable, to not speak out and not do anything about it. And so you choose your heart. That's like an old workout saying, you know, you choose your heart. You either choose the heart of going to the gym and working out and, and eating well, or you choose the heart of living with disease and getting fat and, and out of shape and like life sucking later on in life. So choose your heart, live in alignment with your values. Personally, like I don't really care what you do, um, but I care that the people who are commenting here that resonate with this message are still here and that they've shown us support and that we know that we're not Thank alone you. and you know that you're not alone and that we're not going to just get steamrolled by a message and an agenda that we don't agree with and, and doesn't align with our values. Thank you very much for watching, for listening, for participating and commenting. Um, and, and truly, thank you for always 
uh, supporting you guys, you, you, the, the support that I have had from you, uh, for really my entire career has just been tremendous and it does not go unnoticed. And I'm so, so grateful for it. We both are. Um, and we're going to continue to stand up for what we believe in, what we believe to be true and, and right and just. Um, and, uh, and that will continue to be our, our message from, from this point forward. So, and take the um, real quick, I'm going to interrupt you. Take the testimony from, from Josh in the comments who says, my kids are 22 and 24 and respect me and my wife more now for raising them the way they were raised. They hated it as kids, but they are respectful, responsible adults now. Got to stick to your values and beliefs. And that's probably a whole separate topic. On I mean, it's how my parents raised me. It's the same thing. Like, I, I mean, not how I was raised. That's a whole separate yeah. topic on parenting <laughs> we'll that, that I'm now starting to see with my 11 year old and the things that I did early on. I didn't know the outcome, but I'm now starting to see it. And so that gives me fuel. But those early years, that one to five is is where they learn the majority of how the world works and if they can trust you or not and what they're going to do. And most of us think it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter if we cave. And the truth is it, it matters more than any other time, which is why we feel so convicted about this. And so uh, I don't know. I've got another 10 years to be in Josh's position and <laughs> see how my 20 year old daughter reacts. But I know that the decisions I made when she was three, four, five, six years old, I'm now seeing the, the fruit of those as she turns 11 today. And uh, I just encourage you to remember that uh, you're, you're planting seeds every day. You're voting every day. And um, vote in alignment with your values, not just for a person in the, in the ballot box. Because what you do every day matters far more than who you vote for every four years or uh, whatever else political analogy I can make. Thank All right, you. bring us yeah, on because yeah, I'll yeah. keep talking. Yeah, thank you for, for, for watching, for, for listening, uh, for being a part of the uh, Family OS podcast. We, we renamed that to stay in line with what our mission is and helping a million families. And um, we want to help update how you operate every single day and, and doing what works for your family to have an intentional beautiful uh family and future uh and also my instagram now uh is my family os as well so you can follow me there thanks so much bye thanks for listening to this episode of the family os podcast we have a special gift that we'd love to give you text us the word pod p-o-d to 720-459-4219 and we'll text you back until next time 